listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I cop a squat on a squared off log to watch you ball on the community center court. But numb, I shift my weight and shake mosquitoes from my ankles, but never take my eyes off the game. Yours follows the orange orb, your pupils, twin brown moons reflecting its light. Your play is wild efficiency. You are a four-pronged magic wand, waving as if agentless in all directions at once. An opponent dribbles the ball, now he sees it now he don't it's gone flown and you've given it its wings you are one eighth of the streaking rubber uh shrieking rubber one eighth of the growls and calls you are the delicious assist the unerring pass you spread your skills out before me a peacock among pigeons as if to say all eyes on me and make it worth my while a chill trails the sun west like a long clammy train crawls over me in my makeshift bench over the emptying playground but stops at the edge of the concrete where eight men burn burning keep it at bay the way torches smoke around a patio wards off insects twilight rises like dark stream from the dewy grass but you don't see it the ball still lights the court until the winning jumper sinks and puts it out then earth returns the view and you jog over to slap my palm and beam and receive the grin i give you like a trophy hey welcome to the black out test podcast your host rod and karen that's right and it's time for us to do a podcast Um, it it really is and you know i'm excited about today and some of the things we accomplished today mm -hmm. i'm uh what was the name of that biscuit place we went to today it was delicious it was called holler and dash uh it's a restaurant we went to today it's only open for breakfast it closes at 2 p.m you know what you know you make some money when you be like you know what you can't make it by two you ain't gonna get this shit yeah, yeah. we never really able to go because we take a late lunch right um, and it's kind of farther away but you had the day off because we had to do some stuff for the podcast and uh yeah it was cool to to, to try it it was delicious Mm-hmm. I had me uh what is it? Chicken to go. I think that was the name of the biscuit. And honey, I had the biscuit with the chicken and I had it I added an egg to it and uh they had some kind of jalapeno spread and I think it was drizzled in some kind of something sweet, some kind of sweet syrup. That shit was flames. Mm-hmm. It came with um some tater ties too, right? Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, it's called Holler and Dash. I guess they're a chain. I don't know where all. Yeah, I've never heard of them before until I seen that one. Yeah, somebody told me they got Atlanta, Brentwood, Charlotte, Nashville, Tuscaloosa, Celebration. I don't know what that is. But, uh, yeah, um, I had a, a, a biscuit. It was called like the Holler Back Biscuit, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was good, man. It was really, really good. And, uh, you can tell that they knew I love going into new restaurants because you almost get overly customer service, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you come in, cause a lot of people probably, like I say, then this, I think, I think this is the only one in Charlotte. So most people come in there, they don't know what it is. So they have like one or two people stand up there to basically explain the menu to you, tell you what you're ordering and all that stuff. They go through everything with you. And then, you know, uh, one of my favorite parts, I know Roger, be him being an introvert, he hate this. They always come and ask you, how was everything? How's your meal? You know, when restaurants are new, they have a well, tendency to do that. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we, um, I didn't mind. It was, they were fine. Um, okay. 
somebody asked me about my shirt and asked <laughs> yes. me i like marvel movies and stuff and i said yep they said you ready for them to die during the avengers and i said i'm ready for, uh yeah i'm ready for at least half of them to die especially tony and then we all laugh because tony is a problem he is a problem and tony needs to die yeah uh i had the um uh, you had the chicken set go oh i said chicken go chicken to go <laughs> it was still good and i had the holler back club and and honey you had some grits that was outstanding yeah i got with cheddar grits uh which was amazing um it was good we had a good time today we sure did we had a real good time today and i'm just so excited about the news we're gonna be sharing soon all right um the official weapon of the show is the taser the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and this podcast is sponsored by shadow dog productions maker of fine handcrafted audio plays they got a new family friendly album out starring friends of the show nick jew thatcher uh lisa saint odom uh all of them um why are they promoting uh some family friendly shit to you motherfuckers well i assume you can't be nasty 24 7 you might have kids <laughs> or you, at some point you might want to get right with god yeah well, shadow dog is here if you want to get clean uh just let them know if you need them <laughs> so. what happened if you like just call me janet mm-hmm. so make sure you guys go support shadow dog productions um and cop the album okay yes good work we love working with dexter uh let's see what we're going to talk about today um there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today uh we can start with uh this fucking news all right so this is our lgbtq news section where we like to talk about things that are going on in the world for lgbtq people okay not all of it's bad but most of it almost always is so <sighs> we'll try to cover what we can um ronan farrow who is um the son of i think mia farrow he's a journalist pretty big name um he uh just came out um speaking publicly about sexuality for the first time ever 
in late 2017 uh articles by pharaoh in the new yorker helped uncover the harvey weinstein sexual abuse allegations uh he's also the son of actress mia farrow and director woody uh, allen he has been notoriously secretive about sexual orientation that changed as at last night's award ceremony for the point foundation a national scholarship fund for lgbt students farrow was presented with the organization's courage award by fellow out journalist thomas roberts um yeah his coming out speech he said being a part of lgbt community which recognized that reporting i was doing early on and elevated it has been such a stalwart source of support through the sexual assault reporting i did involving survivors who felt equally invisible that has been an incredible source of strength for me Farrell continued lgbt people are some of the bravest and most potent change agents and leaders i have encountered and the most forceful defenders of the vulnerable and voiceless because they know what it's like to be there Farrell was outed by Vice in a 2013 article called titled Does Ronan Farrell's Sexuality Matter? Christopher Glazik wrote in the article he's also gay according to friends of mine who have slept with him but you wouldn't know that from reading either Vanity Fair or New York Times or the New York Times. They thought that was okay to put a piece out like that? Who approved this? Right? What is that? That's so wild because like one you're in the question in the headline does the sexuality matter you're clearly you never asked that of a straight person Mm-mm. like it's no it's a zero fear that anyone who is straight has in america that i will be outed uh as straight someone will write an article about my sexual my sexuality um and does it matter to the job i do which is as a reporter it's not like just a reason to to drop some to it just sounds like a reason to basically try to to demean and out him correct correct when the person who wrote the article wouldn't want that shit done to them and vice did this which you know uh what a lot of people people consider vice now like this really good like source for hard-hitting journalism and shit like that but what a lot of people don't recognize about vice is that you know it started by a lot of um it was started by like one of the dudes that started is like an alt-right ass dude you know like some bros started that site and i didn't know that yeah it wasn't always vice what it is now which is like international journalism and right hard-hitting you know they get into you know all this different stuff right right. um and i don't know when they made the change but i wouldn't be shocked if 2013 they were still on that bullshit and um they thought this was okay to to basically out um to out him you know this is a, also another thing that happens even within the uh, community sometimes people in the community will decide you need to be outed as if they get to decide for you that you have to be out right you know which is also fucked up um yeah it's talking about why i veil the secrecy for this particular detail is outing even a thing that like how do you get to decide for someone else if if that's a problem for them right because you're not directly affected by it straight person right um so yeah um um yeah since the rumors have started circulating about sexuality on page six article from the same year an anonymous friend of his said he's not in the closet he's been with guys but he's also been with girls he's open about both last night Farrell did not confirm if he identifies bisexual or gay just that he is part of the lgbt community yeah that's wild that uh yeah because even in good news it's like damn right and even within the lgbt community itself when it comes to bisexual and 
transgender and the i and the q a lot of people have discrimination within the group against those people a san antonio man who pushed a trans woman into a river won't be tried for her death Mm-hmm. you heard that right a lgbt activist playing a protest outside of texas court after learning that a man who killed a transgender woman by pushing her into the san antonio river will not be uh facing trial mark daniel lewis 20 is alleged to have killed keen mcfadden by pushing her into the san antonio river last year mcfadden 26 was under the influence of alcohol and lewis is accused of failing to help her therefore causing the woman's death lgbt advocacy groups have responded with anger have highlighted that mcfadden was at least the 12th transgender person to be killed in the u.s in 2017 and almost all of the victims were black women activists planned to march in front of bexar county district attorney's office march 13th a barge operator discovered mcfadden's body floating in the water april 9 2017 um uh in november lewis was charged with manslaughter he is also on pro- on probation for failing to register as a sex offender in relation to a separate case. King McFadden, a waitress from San Antonio, Texas, was killed last year. In video footage shown in the court, uh, Lewis said, said he and McFadden had kissed on the night she died. He claimed that McFadden grabbed his buttocks and he responded by pushing her and causing her to fall into the river. You should be charged. What, what the fuck are we talking about? She didn't slip. She didn't fall. You pushed her i didn't mean to push him into the river he reportedly said in the video uh using the incorrect pronoun for mcfadden i meant to push him away however the prosecutor argued that lewis's response to mcfadden's alleged groping was unreasonable yeah i killed you because you you know anyway and then you and, the, and y'all consensually kissed and then you pushed somebody off that's wild and then you didn't call the police you didn't say anything her body was found days later but you're not accountable though right right judge joey Contreras described mcfadden's death as a terrible tragedy however he said that lewis's actions did not amount to criminal conduct and therefore did not violate the terms of his probation you want to know what's wild to me about this let's say the same dude pushed a cisgender woman are we even debating is it even a debate oh are we consensually kissed she grabbed my ass so i threw off a bridge okay well prison forever i mean that's a murder you didn't help you didn't try to get help you just right somebody is dead they got family that cares about them and they go nah, fuck it yeah uh you admitted to doing it it's only the fact that this person was trans that, that we even having a discussion about whether it was okay or not okay to kill them right how much is a life worth how much is a trans life worth right that's the same way they treat black people well in this i mean many times it is a black person it is a person of color right double jeopardy law state that lewis can now can now now cannot be tried again for mcfadden's death the san antonio gender association prize center san antonio and the transgender education network of texas wrote on facebook page for march 13th event transgender women of color and black trans women are being murdered at an alarming pace we demand justice for king uh we refuse to go away and will show up to make our voices heard prosecutors also accused prosecutor wait pro- protesters also accused prosecutors of bungling the manslaughter case saying mcfadden was poorly represented by district attorney nico LaHood. the protesters and bexar county district court did not immediately respond to uh request for comment that wouldn't be surprising yep and there was a trans woman of color of course a black woman so 
um yeah what what is your life worth when somebody can do something like that you go to court and they're like yeah there's no need to even have a trial that this is clearly right now as a judge i can decide for myself right not only do we not have a trial you you can't charge this person again motherfucker we didn't have a goddamn trial what are we talking about here yeah um it's infuriating and i don't know what's supposed to be done about it you know like uh and then the wild part is you know when trans people say stuff like i don't feel like showing up to march for somebody that you know was transphobic or come on homophobic or whatever people will get on them like we're black you gotta stick together you being divisive but who showed up at this march come on you know and it's not just i'm not putting that on just black people i'm putting it on everybody because how many people heard of this until today how many people knew there was a march just even in the local area like what outlets covered this you know i think especially looking at like parkland and how the word was able to get out about that so quickly to everyone you have to look at these issues like well what's the difference why why are less people hearing about different marginalized groups in society um anyway um a man this man's hiv criminalization criminalization case acts as a reminder of these laws archaic unhelpful nature i got this from of course uh my favorite site unicorn booty it's one of the best every time you say that name yeah they changed the name to hornet.com and i still call it unicorn booty because that was the real i don't know why they tried to change up and rebrand and get serious on me unicorn booty is amazing and everyone should be uh, uh, proud of that right anyway in september 2017 a missouri court sentenced 20 a 25 year old collegiate wrestler michael johnson uh to 10 years in prison under the hiv criminalization laws for recklessly infecting another with hiv his lawyers recently announced that he got parole and will be released october 9th 2019 nearly six years after his initial arrest his arrest and time served are evidence of the injustice of the hiv criminalization laws five men had accused johnson of not disclosing his hiv status even though they all consented to condomless anal sex with him and didn't ask about his status beforehand one man subsequently contracted contracted the virus buzzfeed reports johnson's trial occurred in a nearly all-white town of st charles missouri and during it the prosecution graphically described and showed pictures of johnson's huge penis as if it were a weapon if you're asking guessing the race he's he's black johnson will get out of uh prison if he racks up no other criminal violations before his release afterwards he'll live with his friend in indiana and remain under police uh monitoring until 2023 um after the rise of hiv epidemic in the 1980s when scientists still knew very little about the virus or its transmission stories spread of people maliciously exposing others to hiv in this climate states began to pass hiv criminalization laws in 1990 the federal government passed the ryan white comprehensive aids resource uh, emergency act uh called the care act a law that provides states with funds for hiv treatment but the law requires states to have criminal laws for prosecuting those who knowingly expose others to hiv to this day 30 states still have laws requiring living with hiv to people living with it to disclose their hiv status to sexual partners alas they aren't there aren't any clear-cut statistics on how often these laws are used because there's no central database for such info why not 
same reason it's not for police shooting <laughs> however a 2016 report from the hiv justice network and global network of uh of people living with hiv says that the united states had 104 hiv criminalization prosecutions between april 2013 and october 2015 that's nearly 10 prosecutions a month putting the united states second only to russia in prosecutions uh the center for hiv law and policy says that hiv criminalization laws don't require prosecutors to prove that the accused person actually transmitted hiv to anyone else and because hiv tests cannot determine when a person contracted the virus it is impossible to determine the source or the time of the infection some prosecutors rely on uh phylogenetic testing to determine a genetic connection between hiv viruses of the other two part of the two parties but that testing only indicates similarities between different strains of hiv and doesn't prove the direction of transmission many police officers attorneys judges and other citizens don't understand this and take such tests as proof it all it's also hard to determine how fair hiv criminalization trials actually are as they often abandon science in favor of emotionally charged testimony and graphic sexual detail that turns juries against the accused often painting the complaint complaining as a morally innocent sexual partner betrayed by a partner's non-disclosure of his or her hiv status as we've mentioned it could be that hiv criminalization laws make people afraid to get tested because you can only be charged with the crime if you know your own hiv status right these laws are also disproportionately used against black and brown people men of color and according to medical experts do not produce positive health outcomes for individuals or populations so it's not like well thank god for these laws people stop you know getting contracting hiv or spreading it it's like most things we have a harsh law on the books and we start using it to arbitrarily punish black and brown people the most and then for everybody else life goes on uh but that was the first time i'd ever even heard of um like i just never thought about it really uh but i had never really heard uh about the whole like discrimination within the laws for that or how it got on the books hiv criminalization like i've covered we've covered stories before where it's like this person is accused of giving someone hiv on purpose and it's like oh wow i mean that does seem like a horrible thing to do especially if you really do set out to do it on purpose right i don't think there's any uh defense for that Mm -mm. um but yeah you would think just like everything in america gets tainted by race and by the time you get to trial white black people going to jail white people doing fine um let's see um let's go ahead and try to well this is also kind of bad news for the gay community uh mark jacobs you may know his name he is a fashion designer you ever heard of him i probably have some point in time okay well he got engaged mark i think i've heard that name Mm -hmm. he got engaged okay at a chipotle Mm. i know he set set gay people back he set gay people back a little bit with this one um, I don't mind you getting but Chipotle, dog. Chipotle, man, come on, man, you like a billionaire. What's up, dog? Um, yeah, apparently, I mean, making people in the line mad. They just want to get through their lunch. Him and his boyfriend was eating at Chipotle, as you do. Stars, they just like us. And um, he surprised his uh, fiance with a flash mob on his birthday oh so this is okay already arranged and then uh then got engaged Mm -hmm. 
jacobs posted a video of the elaborate proposal which included a group of dancers performing to prince's kiss that this chipotle must be one of their favorite chipotle's like he got the mean like like uh miss mar said they got the mean something to him like maybe he took him to chipotle so he could be like well he'll never see it coming because obviously i have too much class to be getting married engaged in a fucking chipotle he'll never think of it here said yes i don't know i feel like this still set gay people back man this is uh not classy enough chipotle broke gay people could have done that mark jacobs y'all supposed to set the standards okay we have had the institution of marriage amongst straights for so long that we are bad at it we're terrible at it i ain't with no we propose in the middle of basketball games and shit baseball games football games we're like i didn't come here for this bullshit right like we have taken it for granted we don't we don't well we're not nearly as fabulous or good at it um so i think this lowers the bar you know i wanted to see something special like just genetically breed a unicorn and put a ring on his horn you know something like that but that's just me but thank you mark jacobs and congratulations mm-hmm um and you know he is rich because you saw that nigga he was with he was that's like only a rich man right somebody said they got the ring from zero right the the ring probably cost more than the whole restaurant i know right even chipotle was like what you doing in here right are you sure you won't do it here you know not cadova i mean at least i mean they queso better right uh all right let's get into some other news let's see what else is happening um oh a police a police sheriff said that it's better financially to kill suspects than to wound them sheriff of a california county with an outsized number of police shootings once said that it was better financially to kill suspects than wound them kern county sheriff donnie youngblood was looking for an endorsement in 2006 when he posed a question when a deputy shoots somebody which way is better financially to cripple them or kill them for the county uh kill them someone off county off the camera asked before youngblood answers absolutely right because if you cripple them you have to take care of them for life and the cost goes way up now that a dead suspect ain't got a story to tell mm. so uh yep the damning video was released monday by the current county detention officers association one of three officers of unions that had endorsed youngblood's upcoming election opponent and chief deputy dustin uh deputy justin fleeman officers said that the county force once labeled america's deadliest police was in desperate need of positive changes and he said this in 2006 we're finding out about it in 2018 the guardian profiled the county after 13 people were killed by police in 2015 the county had less than 900,000 residents at the time but more fatal shootings than new york which had nine in the same year 
monday's video reportedly taken during an endorsement consideration interview also saw young blood turn the loss of life at the hands of the police in no matter of dollars and cents when a guy makes a bad shoot on somebody and kills him three million dollars and the family goes away he said comparing it to jailhouse beating to a bailhouse beating where many officers are present young blood then went on to compare the cost of killing someone versus wounding the sheriff told bakersfield.com after the video released that his words were taken out of context Mm -hmm. right because everything comes with dollar and cents when it comes to jailing people everybody knows this because that's why you constantly want people in there Mm -hmm. because the more people you have the lower the cost it's just business sense because come down a notch and look like a petty little brat by tweeting and facebooking this just to open up dialogue so we can have an adult conversation it's ridiculous in america you should be ashamed yeah took them out of context karen and y'all being ridiculous you should be ashamed of yourself karen i'm not okay well bo bice disagrees uh yeah uh i'll just put this in the we told y'all section right as, uh, <laughs> from the black people daily uh newspaper uh the simpsons uh okay so there's this um documentary i haven't watched it's called the problem with apu and it's um uh i think uh harry kind uh kind of bolo who um we've heard on keith and the girl a few times mm-hmm. uh he's an indian comedian uh in 2017 he wrote and started a documentary called the problem with apu in which he explained the cultural significance of the simpsons character apu um who you know the guy works at the quickie mart um mm-hmm. who speaks with a heavy stereotypically indian accent and is voiced by hank azaria who's a white man um well the documentary kind of you know got some traction you know the census has been on for what 25 years yeah, i don't almost know almost 30 so um you know but people were like yeah how are they going to address this shit because it is a white man essentially in voice doing indian face doing brown face or whatever mm-hmm. and uh it, it it can be offensive to people you know maybe it didn't start out in uh 1981 or whatever um with people knowing it was so offensive but you know now right and at no period of time have you tried to to uh uh do another i mean get another person to play that voice right uh seeing so then they had a scene sunday that uh they basically tried to reply by breaking the fourth wall of the show to be like uh here's our answer to that okay um marge was reading a bedtime story to lisa and they had been neutered with social justice buzzwords uh marge said what am i supposed to do and lisa said it's hard to say and while she said it's hard to say she was looking directly at the camera and a photo of a poo on the nightstand made it very clear as if lisa Simpson keeps a photo of a poo on her nightstand right so um so then she says something that started decades ago and was applauded and inoffensive is now politically incorrect what can you do marge says sometimes some things will be dealt with at a later date says marge also to the camera if at all lisa concludes um so that was the response they gave what do you think you're telling me nothing's going to change okay what was the point of this y'all could have did a regular ass show right right 
and then to be like uh it was it wasn't politically incorrect now then but it is now you know which is always just in the age of the internet oh other people have a voice now i used to could just say this and then deal with the fact that nobody really had a, a platform to be able to say anything back and so now because it's not like indian people just started having a problem with that shit you know <laughs> like it's like wow this representation fucking sucks y'all are keep putting us in these boxes motherfuckers walk down the street calling people a poo and shit you know it's fucked up and they knew it was fucked up by the way when they came up with it because um they actually in the documentary go into how um the way that they came up with the voice for a poo they said to hank azaria like in the in the notes for the thing was like you know you're oh you'll be playing this character who works at the quickie mart he didn't have a name he was uh just clerk at the time and he, and they said definitely not indian like for the for the accent because they knew it would be uh, kind of wrong and offensive and so during the live read he tried it in the indian voice anyway and the room full of white dudes laughed and therefore a poo was created so you have a chance to do the voice um so yeah if you to listen to your original note you wouldn't have had to have as address it mm-hmm. yep uh they also had a um episode in 2015 called much a poo about something and a poo's nephew jay actually voiced by uh i'm duke um comments on a poo being a stereotype his sentiments are punctuated by an italian chef stereotype emerging from the kitchen followed by a wife banging him on the head with a spoon the point which is a point that's often regurgitated by internet commenters is that the simpsons makes fun of everyone uh but that argument only exists in a vacuum one in which you consciously ignore south asian people telling you how they've been constantly called apu and how they've been mocked and belittled by classmates and strangers and their identity diminished to someone's idea of a funny accent oh so people were calling people apu oh for sure yes that oh. kind of shit happens all the time you know um it's That's like fucked up people call asian people jackie chan and shit like that you know it's that okay kind of, that okay kind of racist yeah shit. yeah just just like they think everybody look like uh uh uh, every black man is like chris rock or some shit like that yeah it's a little different for black people because we have more representation uh of the minority people than uh most races correct um just by the nature of america um but you know we obviously still deal with stereotypes and racism mm-hmm. um what i found to be interesting though was just that if you're gonna say this why even comment my whole point you could have just kept doing your show like normal you said nothing to me i heard nothing mm-hmm. if uh it's gonna be dealt with later then address it later if y'all really gonna fully address it you know i think the only thing they could really do is change the character or change the voice actor you yeah, know, do do something where I'm not trying to funny you get up off or kill him or something, and then just have somebody else replace him at the cookie mark, right? And or, or just you know change his voice. Why not? Correct. We do it all the time. Family got changed voices for Meg. Nobody gives a fuck. Mm-mm. Um, there's a other part of it that I find kind of interesting too. Lisa Simpson talking about some uh, is nothing to be done political incorrectness lisa simpson the one who fights against all this shit her whole the whole time she's been on the air yeah now maybe it's just that nobody watches the show anymore and maybe that's just the truth of it and it's just one of those shows it's just on it's familiar and it stays you know in rotation but nobody 
really is uh clocking forward anymore because i could because like i made a joke on my page was like oh yeah y'all didn't know lisa simpson make america great again now and it was like what and i was like i y'all i'm obviously joking wait is nobody watching the show oh okay nobody watched the show so you might have a handful of people that watch it every now and then for nostalgia but it's just like behind you picking me about arby's the average person don't eat arby's but there's a lot of motherfucking arby's around right so um and then you know also this is kind of the response normally from white people um i'll just tell y'all right now no such fucking thing as a somebody who picks on everyone there's no such thing there's zero comedians who do it there's zero talk shows who do it zero podcasts who do it zero anything there's nothing that literally makes fun of everyone there's nothing that does it there's always something sacred to the person it doesn't matter who you are there's always a perspective they're given and they never mock that perspective it's how it happens you know like it's uh you might be irreverent you might be a bunch of shit but at the end of the day the vast majority of stuff you can't mock everything you know when there's uh when there's adam carolla and he's oh, i mock everything he doesn't mock hard-working white white people that support him and shit quote unquote he doesn't mock them he always protects the white male ego that's what he does you know when it's um black people shows and shit we don't mock uh black people getting killed by the police and shit on, on some like isn't it funny that person deserved to die but if you look at like a owen benjamin i'm sure he makes fun of that shit but he would never mock a cop getting killed by somebody everybody keeps something to them like i'm not making fun of that you know and that's trying to fuck up that money yeah it's just now you might want to give off the appearance like look we make jokes about italians why why wouldn't we make jokes about indian people you know like that i can see like trying to make that point i mean but that's actually like a real basic point that doesn't really hold up you know because nothing goes out into the vacuum so it just is what it is now i don't now for the record as with all comedy shit i'll stand where i always stand i really don't have a problem with you making a joke but you still got to stand behind your joke right you know if If you're gonna apologize apologize and change if you're not gonna apologize then be honest right don't try to pretend like you feel bad about this shit you're gonna keep doing it so then just leave me the fuck alone you know like that's that's a very simple thing to ask it is you know like it's like when people used to write up here hey man things y'all say about the hotels you know what it means peace in egypt and this will come back hey dog i'm gonna be making these jokes i understand if you can't listen peace be on to you hotel you know what i mean but i'm not gonna stop making a joke and i'm okay with you not liking that i make that joke i won't rob you of that by being i feel really bad that this would offend you that i would say these things like no because i'm gonna keep saying it how bad can i feel i don't feel as bad as it is funny to me and that's the that's the equation that everybody makes but people don't want to say that because you don't want to say it because you seem like a cold callous jerk but that's the truth you seem more cold to me to be to placate me and then continue to do the same behavior that's even worse like because you're not being truthful yeah so i don't fuck with it um and mostly just because they didn't come out and just say man fuck you we're gonna keep making these jokes i don't know may as well i mean you what somebody said 29 what you're going on 30 season y'all been doing this for a very long time i'm hank azaria i'm richer than god fuck y'all he could have just said that you know you know uh 
much more offensive show uh family guy much more offensive yes it is doesn't even give a fuck don't give a fuck they never apologize for shit you know the time they got jaked off of the air it was like y'all making jokes about jews and shit and they was like mm, okay they still make them same fucked up jokes yeah they do and all they did is with the what no they still on fox so if they're, yeah, they're back on fox they went to the cartoon them? network for a bit then they back on fox yeah uh, i forgot american dad with the tbs yeah, yeah i mean but i but there's a like i, I don't expect i don't expect everybody to get it because i think some people are more geared towards a little less humorless a little humorlessness quote unquote right a little more tight about their you know a little stringent on their jokes than i am but um there's a respect that i have for people that are like that mm-hmm. like i don't know how to define it but there's just like a level of respect that i have for like you really just gonna let people hate you rather than try to control people's responses to the shit you just said yeah i like that and you know what it's exercise in other ways people get offended when it's comedy but activists do this right. people that march do this they come do out what? they come out and say shit and don't give a fuck about how people respond to them like like mm. you do the same thing but for some reason when it comes to comedy you it's, it's like people get offended differently than they do when it comes to you being an activist but i kind of look at that the same way you said what you said everybody got to deal with it yeah i guess it's a little different to me because activism is um a whole different lane than 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 trying to make people laugh or whatever like i said i'm not saying it in defense of comedians i'm saying it as all people politicians whatever stand by what the fuck you said or apologize and mean it but don't do this halfway shit where i'm like halfway sorry but not really you know and that's the part i'm talking about because even with yeah because like even with activism stuff a lot of their job is to represent people and to get people to their side and shit so there's like a level of you know whatever that you have to have with comedy like there's a certain point where you're like i'm just making money now and i don't give a fuck what y'all say anymore correct you know and i like i said it's not a it's not respecting the way that i would tame like man i really respect i don't know what barack obama was talking about or i really respect uh <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that's Ava DuVernay. it's not that, that type it, of respect it's not the same yeah but there's a i don't know it's like a begrudging like huh so you really just gonna stand on principle all right i mean what can i say at least you have a fucking principle i i, I it, it could be disgusting but i understand correct rather than to try to pull your punch and pretend that what you just did didn't happen because that's even more offensive you know like killer mike's fake apology last week that's more offensive to me than if he would have said actually you know what fuck them kids and i do care about my gun more than their lives and i care about my gun more than my kids going to school not getting shot i want to have a gun and i want all black people to have guns fuck y'all i would have been like huh that's a fucked up thing to say but at least he didn't lie and try to sugarcoat it with i'm sorry adults did this to y'all you know what i mean so i don't know uh but yeah family guy don't apologize for shit they just keep doing the fucking show get you know like i said got canceled one time and just came back and did the same shit it's right they nothing has changed you know it's it's wild and i and i'm also of the mind that in a lot of cases people talk a good game but then they watch that shit so you know it's like the breakfast club everybody on my timeline in histrionics and then you look at the clicks on the youtube page and it's still the number one clicked thing which for means, black radio media so which, y'all lying which means people are watching right it's a lot of people that watch that don't tweet about it don't post about it they don't say nothing about it. it's almost like they private thing but you watch it because numbers don't lie yeah oh uh, y'all lying that's it 
like yeah you're lying but your but the numbers and the ratings don't lie yeah y'all lying that's it either you're watching and you're lying about it and that's how you end up mad every week because you keep watching it and then you always know about it or um a whole lot of people are watching it and not talking about it and either way somebody lying because the shit's still around um and yeah i don't know what the simpsons ratings are i don't know how many people still watch that shit but clearly they feel very secure in what they're doing and uh, it'll be interesting to, to see if that is the last thing that they do because it's kind of like a diss a shot across the bow and like i said i don't have a lot of ownership to their stuff because i stopped watching so long ago right so i don't have a lot of like entitlement to like feeling or feeling entitlement towards like they need to do this and that i'm just mm-hmm. like yeah don't watch it because i stopped you know but uh good luck because they was wrong for that shit i'm a liberal feminist and next month i'm marrying a trump voter by lisa l Kirshner in the huffington post i'm not reading it i just think i just oh, hope, i, I, just I hope was he, about to say a hundred okay. what the hell are we talking about here all right i'm not reading it i just hope he cheats on her uh oh, lord i'm just saying you marry that man knowing that he supports a man that's a piece of shit i mean the most i can hope for is that uh he cheats on you right i mean that white privilege is a motherfucker dog like they can they can agree on that it's funny how you can agree to disagree when you're both white and you support a racist but who are me to judge i hope you don't have any daughters mm-hmm. all right let's get to our games karen clearly wants to play this one. <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles that make us feel fucked with, and we assign point scores from zero to a hundred intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody. All right, let's see who's playing. R&B singer Sabrina Claudio. A who? I never heard of her either. Can okay, I'm about to say, am I supposed to know? Because I don't. Mm, well, you will not want to know after this. She admitted to creating a Twitter account to dog black women. Mm. Mm-hmm. What race is she, white? Uh, No, she is not white. She black too? Nope, but all... She brown? She is brown, Karen. That's, those are the choices, and <laughs> you figured it out by, by, by George. Mm-mm-mm. real sherlock holmes over there <laughs> i already know what you're thinking harpo who this woman Duh! that's right it was written in the uh, madame noir i admit i had no idea until i looked up on spotify and realized i was following her i assumed it's because she's featured on the track one of my favorite artists duckworth but after listening to a few track to a few of her own tracks i realized damn this woman is super talented now that's interesting because i saw a lot of people say she wasn't that good i, I wouldn't know yeah you haven't mm-hmm. listened to it so she on with duckworth what 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 song she do with kendrick i'm not gonna entertain your foolishness right now can <laughs> the woman is <laughs> the woman is sabrina claudio a 21 year old puerto rican half and half cube uh, half cuban uh wait half puerto rican half cuban alternative r&b artist from miami and if you just listen to her voice you might assume she's a black woman 
but according to vibe she created an entirely separate twitter account that wants you to make no mistake that she is definitely not one of us especially if you're a deep brown shade using the handle at oh damn you're ugly the all of you songstress posted offensive messages about black women that include things like it must suck to be a black girl with no booty she also made several comments about dark-skinned women being unattractive all of which have now been deleted since a fire has been lit under her arse last night she posted an apology on twitter that i doubt will land with our demographic repackaging her racism as past ignorance i'm tired of these culture vultures disparaging us black women while colonizing our melanated gifts for profit often other users uh felt the same way lighting up sabrina's twitter and instagram accounts with a double dose of shade and history of systemic racism one of her old fans on instagram wrote african-american women deserve all the recognition in the world it is disgusting and shameful that they are being put down when the world would not be where it is without them today i'm just so fucking disappointed that you would just basically spit on the names of these beautiful women some who supported you and made your career possible it is straight up disrespectful shaking my damn head uh i'd also like to point out she has no history of working with black female artists but she definitely has some tracks with black male artists like khalid khalid duckworth and and black the dude from carolina six lack oh um, so his name is duckworth oh okay i was confused for my bad i implore them to stop working with her none of them would be where they are without dark-skinned black female artists like lauren hill and the and going way back to nina simone so yeah man that's uh that's that's wild that anti-blackness you create your you had because you knew it was wrong to say on your account which was more than enough proof that you shouldn't have said it right anyway zero to 100 oh a 100 100 as well agreed the biggest black lives matter page on facebook is fake for at least a year the biggest page on facebook reporting to be part of the black lives matter movement was a scan with ties to a middle-aged white man in australia a review of the page and associated accounts and websites conducted by cnn shows the page simply titled black lives matter had almost seven hundred thousand followers on facebook more than twice as many as the official black lives matter page It was tied to online fundraisers that brought in at least a hundred thousand dollars that supposedly went to black lives matter causes in the u.s at least some of the money however was transferred to australian bank accounts at least some fundraiser campaigns associated with facebook page was suspended by paypal and patreon after cnn contacted each of the companies for comment donor box and classy had already removed the campaigns the discovery raised new questions about the integrity of facebook's platform and content hosted there in the run-up to facebook ceo mark zuckerberg's testimony before congress this week facebook has already announced plans to make people running large pages verify their identity and location so i have to verify my fucking identity as a human being but if you have a page you can just be like i'm an australia mate let me get some of this black life matter money you can just do that how how is that okay right not to mention like the official black lives matter page had a less way less followers you know what i don't know how they run their organization i don't know how they run it so it's it's, because i know they had this thing where they have chapters and shit like that but i don't know how that never came up like uh that's not us what are y'all doing but 
i know they kind of ran it on some like hippie shit where like other people could say i'm black lives matter and i'm black lives matter we don't have a leader we just run however we want to run it and maybe that's why i was confused i don't know like somebody said i guarantee you wouldn't surprise me if they probably did tell facebook that's not us and facebook don't give a fuck facebook don't give a fuck about a lot of shit possibly you 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 tell them hey this shit is racist show them screenshots of them calling me nigga them calling me bitches them calling me pussy and facebook like nah you good that's not offensive yeah i i guess i would like to know i i don't i don't feel so confident that that's how it shook out but i'd like to know because if anything the official page should know that the other page ain't official correct that's just an organizational thing and i know they organize differently is what i'm saying uh, right so right. like how i would imagine there's no fake al sharpton page because he has a whole fucking organization there's probably no fake um NAACP page with more followers and more money because they have an actual organization you know what i mean so like they would do a lot of checking and verifying like what the fuck is this shit you know um so it makes me wonder if this is just rife for the like if this organization was more susceptible to this than other organizations just because of the structure at the time and and that and, and, and that's true and the thing is they probably would have made them go through a better verification process yeah yeah hello which this person should have verified facebook has announced plans making da 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 it's not clear the change would affect this page facebook was not has not said what information about the page owners it would disclose to the public and present it with cnn's finding facebook initially said the page didn't violate its community standards of course okay, that's what I, nothing fucking violates their standards right so even if it would have been the black lives matter page collecting money and under the name of black lives matter and the guy sent his license from australia like uh yeah this is me what were they gonna do well now you can't have this page we know you're a fraud if as long as they go well it technically doesn't violate our rules you can start a page called black lives matter while living in australia and being a white dude and pretending to do stuff and not doing it and funneling the money to your account that's not against facebook rules no no it's not only all, only after almost a week of emails and calls between CNN and Facebook about the story, the Facebook suspended the page, and then only because it has suspended a user account that administered the page. So, because that person's account got suspended, that's why the page got suspended, according to them. The discovery also raises questions about Facebook's commitment to change and the police in its platforms. Even in the midst of its PR offensive leading up to Zuckerberg's testimony, not for the first time, Facebook took actions against a major bad actor on its site, not on its own, but because journalists made inquiries. Indeed, Facebook was told of concerns about the page some time ago. Patrice Cullors, oh, here we go, a co-founder of the Black Lives Matter movement, told CNN that Black Lives Matter had suspected, uh, suspecting the page was a scam, contacted Facebook about removing it a few months ago. So they was so it was still was mad late if it was just a few months ago, but they had contacted somebody about it, so they had discovered it too, and Facebook didn't do anything. Yep, the Facebook page was separate uh, from Facebook suspension of it, apparently taken down by a person who administered the page shortly after CNN contacted one of the Australian men who may be associated with it. Black Lives Matter appears to have been set up sometime in 2016. So coincidentally, like with all this shit they always they, it's always the same pattern ain't it it's always like uh we contacted the person who runs this and they're like oh th- no that has nothing to do with me that's uh that, that co- total coincidence guys I, I have no idea how that could be happening uh it's, it's uh, uh oh god i gotta oh the page i got it just coincidentally got deleted 
nothing to do with me Black Twitter CSI cyber. Is that kangaroos outside his window? Go get them. Black Twitter CSI cyber crimes division. Uh, Facebook <laughs> financial financial crimes division got on top of this. Okay, they was calling this nigga's house. I know he was so shocked. Ring, with ring, his fucking ring. phone ring. Ring, ring, ring. I know. Hello. <laughs> good day mate i guess what he said good day mate right uh yeah this is sharonda from america motherfucker all right (laughs) uh that's not he doesn't live here anymore uh bye you got the wrong number mate (laughs) oh man oh so yeah they deleted the motherfucking group coincidentally (laughs) oh they always tell on themselves um but yeah the people behind the page also ran a hugely popular facebook group which was also titled black lives matter with almost forty thousand members good god it appears to be the biggest group on the platform professing to be supporting black lives matter the facebook groups are similar to traditional discussion forums unlike pages people normally need to request to join the page consistently linked to websites tied to im mckay a national union of workers official in australia the union represents thousands of workers across various industries a spokesperson for the national union of workers said tuesday that it has suspended mckay and one other official while it investigates the situation the union is not involved and it has not authorized any activities with reference to claims made in cnn's story said national secretary tim kennedy mckay has registered dozens of websites many have many of on issues tied to black rights in april 2015 mckay registered blackpowerfist.com oh he was looking for a hit wasn't he mckay's to make money off yeah to make money just wasn't right. never gonna go to black people i wonder how many of these he was like ah i thought i had one black power united fuck the niggas didn't like that one i mean the blacks didn't take that um hey hey blackness dot com nope 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 that's already taken um mckay's name email address phone number and other details appear on registration records for the site until 2015 uh july 2015 when the website enabled a feature that allowed site owners to hide their identities and contact information so you know you couldn't wait uh the facebook page continually drove traffic to websites associated with blackpowerfist.com which was eventually turned into a reddit like discussion forum one of the websites included blacklivesmatter.media for which mckay is listed as an administrative and technical contact in at least one archived internet record a few days after mckay registered blackpowerfist.com an anonymous facebook profile under the name bp parker um black power parker (laughs) like i don't know shared a link to the website this same profile was an administrator of black lives matter facebook page until the page was suspended a facebook spokesperson said uh to cnn another anonymous account under the name steve parks linked to another site first registered by mckay again just a few days after internet records indicate he uh registered it uh as recently as last month both bp parker and steve parks were listed as administrators on the black lives matter facebook group tied to the facebook page 
the people behind the website and the facebook page also encourage people to donate through various online fundraising platforms including donor box our mission is to raise awareness about racism bigotry police brutality and hate crimes by exposing through social media locally and internationally stories that mainstream media don't a message on the group's donor box page read mm, he went with don't too we have built a following through hard work dedication and generosity of supporters like you that pitch in what they can to help us promote or, or share our page and also pay to boost the stories that mainstream media tries to suppress through paid ads facebook did not comment when asked if ads were purchased to boost the page on this platform <laughs> you know they were come on another fundraiser removed by donor box which the company confirmed was run by the same people build itself as education and training portal sponsorship fund that promised online courses to educate people about the struggle of civil rights leaders and activists fundraisers also ran on paypal patreon and classy a source familiar with yes I've never heard of a classy or a donor box a source familiar with some of the payments process said at least one of the accounts was tied to an australian ip address and bank account at least one fundraising account was tied to i mckay by name another source also familiar with trying to hide it huh he wasn't even trying to hide it oh he was trying he just couldn't hide all of it another source also familiar with some of the payments process told cnn that the group had raised around a hundred thousand dollars they were aware of the source said that the fundraisers also were linked to australia and they are what's so fucked up is black people in australia that are going through shit and you could have fuck you just you could you could have did things for for black people in australia but he was doing something for 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 himself in australia for himself for not his, not the same i don't i think you misunderstand the whole point of the scam karen i think you i don't oh, think my you understand bad, my bad i've read a lot of words so far none of them describe the I, i'm gonna use this money for some good it wasn't a mistake he didn't just accidentally oh i accidentally keep paying myself wow another one another deposit what am i doing another weekly deposit both sources uh spoke on the condition of anonymity because the company's policies prevent them from sharing information about uh fundraisers mm. The websites associated with the group are currently registered using common features that keep identity and contact information for people behind the website private. CNN reached out to McKay last month to ask about his involvement with Black Lives Matter Facebook page. He denied running it. I once bought the domain name only and sold it, he told CNN when asked about a Black Lives Matter website that was once registered to his name. Within a few hours, the Facebook page had been deactivated every fucking time yo (laughs) (laughs) oh my god he's like i don't know what you blokes are on about and then you fucking hung up and deleted the page like oh shit they caught me they're getting close they got me (laughs) oh man just confirm it why don't you right in december another freelance investigator jeremy masler who was the first person to publicly note mckay's apparent links to the page wrote a blog post about mckay the page was taken down for a brief period before re-emerging mass so even then he got caught and he's still oh he has a huge tail that money must been good masler reached out to cnn about the facebook page following cnn's report on the fake black lives matter pages run by a russian government linked troll group god there's so many fake black lives matter things what was what was any of it real who can i trust 
Masler pointed CNN to the internet records for websites linked by the page. After an investigation of his own, CNN presented his finding to Facebook last week, despite CNN outlining the page's links to the fundraiser accounts that had been by then been suspended on other platforms. Facebook initially said that it didn't show anything to violate our community standards. Right. Right. That's that boilerplate response to everything. Yeah, that's that white people get to do what white people want to do shit. And mm-hmm. when uh, you're, you're brown or dark or LGBTQ or an activist or a woman uh, tired of uh, uh, sexism, we can execute it then. You, vi- you violate it. Nobody else violates it. DonorBox told CNN in an email, this is an organization that we banned months ago. They signed up as an operator of a popular FB page and a BLM social news platform. We banned the account after a couple of donors complained that they that they thought they donated to the grassroots organization the company added this is like how if you go on spotify and you put in like certain artists like song titles and shit mm-hmm. there's people that <laughs> there's people that just name their songs like typos like kenny west and you're like that's not how you spell kanye and they like maybe somebody will mistype it and now you're listening to somebody's bullshit you know they mm-hmm. name the song like kanye west uh life of pablo that's the name of the song and you you type that in and you go oh i'm gonna listen to life pablo but it's not it's just some nigga name his artist group name is life of pablo right oh man um anyway man zero to 100 oh he gets 100 mate mm-hmm. um yeah 100 100 for sure that's just terrible um so yeah um uh they talked to patrice colors at the end which they said um um color said she found cnn's findings disturbing she said fake fundraisers diminish the real work of the movement does we rely on donors who believe in our work and our cause and that money will be used in a way that is respectful uh it's important to remember mo- the movement was organic and no organization started the protest that spread across the country deray mckesson said prominent black activist he told cnn the consequences of it of that is that it's been easy to think about uh authenticity in the digital space oh it hasn't been easy yeah i agree though like people been able to just kind of perpetrate and more and more shit is getting found out they investigate facebook and twitter and all this stuff and russia you find it out a lot of a lot of the people favorite wokeness is not that woke at all anyway a uh, hundred for me as well mm-hmm. 100 we don't have much time what do i want to do before we leave guess we'll play a little bit of guest erase that'll, that'll work um here we go now that it's time for some guest erase that's right it's guest erase time now that it's time for some guest erase that's right it's guest erase time that's right it's time for guest erase the number one game show going across all the podcasts, man. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, Karen in the chat room, to guess the race. And everybody plays as racist. All right. <clears throat> A woman was arrested for beheading her boyfriend. And she asked the cops, let me get my heads. A West Virginia... Oh! yeah okay delayed reaction now a west virginia woman was arrested for beheading her boyfriend telling the cops you have to take me back and get me my head let me get my heads as they drove her away from the bloody scene 
a judge in mercer county said further assessment is needed to evaluate the mental competency of rowena cheryl mills who was charged with second degree murder in the death of 29 year old Bo allen white mills according to court documents obtained by the station was found covered in blood while wearing a glove on her left hand when deputies around uh responded in april 1st to a home in eden valley road in lorona using a fake name mills 41 told responding deputies that she was cut and left bloodied after being thrown through a glass door she then got combative with the officers when they placed her under arrest once inside a deputy cruiser she reportedly said you have to take me back and let me get my heads later that day cops were tipped off to the decapitated body of a man found on another block in the town a different unidentified part of his body was also found where mills was arrested hmm wonder what part that could be the killing according to the criminal complaint was a decapitation homicide that's how it appears said uh not a regular ass homicide a decapitation homicide the worst kind right uh a court ordered mental status status evaluation will determine if mills can face uh trial and white's brutal death the case will then be presented to a grand jury if 12 of 16 grand jurors find probable cause and alleged killing mills will be indicted either on first or second degree murder charge even though she's only initially been charged with second degree murder because she has some initial there's some initial doubt about premeditation the grand jury could certainly indict her for first degree murder stitler told the situation uh the station mills of rural retreat virginia remain in custody at the southern regional jail in raleigh on two hundred and ten thousand dollar cash only bail on monday um while in custody mills who was dating white according to her father had been talking about killing someone devils was called to the second home after his owner saw someone suspicious in a driveway a glove matching the one that mills was wearing at the time was found earlier at the white's home according to the to the station wow all right karen guess the race i'm going white karen is going white all right let's check the chat room and see what you guys believe um becky with the sword ratchet is white white let's see what he did to cause this because a white woman would could never white that was uh, her home remedy for treating head lice deer oh. hunter reboot white cropped and screwed colonizer white white uh season him with raisin afterwards white and oh. a bloody glove just like oj still white though white as the dexter morgan kill room she was ahead of her time white <laughs> she was at least uh she gave the cops the heads up <laughs> white is cauliflower oh. the correct answer is white let me get my heads though y'all hating my head come on cops you can't a girl can't get get some head Mm-mm. uh so yeah and then she said she got thrown through a plate glass window like she was doing the most the most all right let's go to the next one uh a florida woman tells the police that wind blew cocaine into her handbag oh and did the whole handbag that pesky win you guys know how it is uh she was arrested on suspicion of drug possession said she said cocaine must have blown into her handbag by the wind 
kenesia posey 26 was one of two passengers in the car that was stopped on march 21st i don't know anything about any cocaine miss posey told officers according to an arrest report it's a windy day it must have flown through the window and into my purse according to the new network the vehicle was swerving in the road when officers decided to pull it over after smelling cannabis police said they searched the car and found that drug as well as cocaine inside the handbag on mrs posey's lap miss posey admitted the marijuana was hers but denied knowing anything about the cocaine she was detained in the county jail on charges of cocaine and cannabis possession she was released after posting bail guess the race of kenesha posey black karen's going with black Mm-hmm. let's see what you guys have in the chat that blows black says Minerva. <laughs> ah black cocaine is a hell of a drug bl- drug blizzack was going to cook it and make crack black oh. was going to cook it and make crack black uh her name sounds like dragon ball move so black oh oh the correct answer is black <laughs> All right, let's go to the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, you guys are mostly two for two, as so is Karen. Uh, everybody's two for two actually so until uh this one let's see if karen's gonna get it right get nervous a little bit all right see if she can go three for three guys i'm gonna try i'm gonna try all right let's I've see been on the street lately i'm gonna try um how about uh um um how about this one a louisiana roofer is arrested after taking his roof back i guess he really wanted to raise the roof (laughs) a louisiana roofer faces misdemeanor charges after repossessing a roof because he hadn't been paid kind of bibby shit is this uh authorities arrested 66 year old andrew jackson higdon the third andrew jackson higdon the third of west monroe tuesday on charges of simple criminal damage to property and criminal trespass you stole my roof and it's simple the new star Were you simple in the description the new star reports higdon was free- freed after posting forty five hundred dollars bond the arrest warrant says that uh ochita parish deputies responded december 29 2016 to a property damage complaint the victim says higdon verbally agreed to replace her roof in june and wait for payment until her insurance issued to check check the victim says higdon started asking for payment around mid-december she said she could partially pay but he wanted the full amount she says he told her that if she didn't pay he would take the roof off her house and it would be damaged when it rained um so i guess he was not that was not an empty threat all right karen guess the race oh black all right let's check the chat room see what they believe um that's fucked up and that's the thing that's why for certain things we not verbally agreeing to shit we sign documentations check with your husband beige lady 
um so let me see what they say in the chat okay um bitch better have my money white i'm gonna go with white white they wanted him to name they wanted the name of jefferson davis but chickened out white white black so only karen and minerva went black everybody else went white on this one and the correct answer is he was white everybody else got it right they knew what they were doing take this loss because i was like y'all made the deal under the table niggas showing up at your house taking your roof i'm like that's some nigga shit <laughs> i do i do like I, your deductive reason yeah I, I i i'll take the boot for this one y'all i'm sorry all right <laughs> so <Sore> ratchet this time <laughs> a drunk mayor threatens travelers with a samurai sword and a handgun outside of paris a drunk mayor mayor ah! a french mayor is, to you too. a french mayor is in police custody after a bizarre outburst against travelers outside of paris in which he's charged that would be he charged that would be campers wielding a samurai sword and a handgun oh shit police arrested the local politician reportedly nicknamed the sheriff when he confronted the group of people on sunday night brandishing a japanese blade and a firearm and dressed in a flak jacket with his deputy by his side the mayor whose real name is richard trinquere uh the poor deputy deputy had to go to yep poor thing intended to chase away members of the traveling community from his commune in west south oh according to french french language probably the uh, altercation took place in the parking lot of a kindergarten where some of the travelers were hoping to set up camp the uh armed and drunk mayor arrived with backup besides his deputy two other deputy oh two other off-duty local police officers joined trinquare in a bid to prevent the travelers from setting up a caravan site french police placed the mayor and one of his tra- and one of the travelers who had a rifle in his vehicle in custody overnight also uh, after he failed a breathalyzer test so he was drunk which showed he was under the influence of alcohol police then searched his home and found his wife was trying to conceal more weapons as a result the mayor's detention has been extended while police determine whether the arms are possessed illegally and he was the mayor the politician reportedly does have a license to own a sporting pistol but cannot be carrying it in public this is not the first time his loose cannon temperament has attracted attention according to locals some residents really liked his cowboy side but he went too far helene marcher a local opponent of trinquare told the france blue radio station right i just wanted french baguettes and croissants i didn't want a bullet according to marcher travelers find uh gave trinquare the nickname the sheriff because of his sometimes high-headed tactics in breaking up halting sites he has already used a tractor to shut down a caravan site 
so this sounds like they are not down with the brown people that um oh so this is referring to brown people i don't know i assume okay yeah you know, that's yeah. where the term gypsy comes from and shit they oh, said caravan they've been oh, using some loaded terms okay the the mayor once a member of france's right-wing republican party has made headlines numerous times according to french press starting in 1995 with his first term in office at the time he reportedly took it upon himself to arm local law enforcement officers with 357 magnum with 357 magnums uh firearms and shotguns only national uh, only national law enforcement officials are heavily armed in france the french government stepped in to reverse the move uh he, he then handled handed local officers tasers in 2004 before they had regulation approval again the national government had to reverse the move the last time the whistle mayor made national news was in 2014 when he barred two mothers with face veils from attending a makeshift outdoor beach in paris the suburb where their children were playing that's that whole you can't have a, a hey, burka. Uh, burka yeah that's that big shit to hit the noob so yeah he racist he's a habitual line stepper and he ha- also happens to coincidentally on the sword we'll be back tomorrow with your recap of the walking dead thank you so much for listening i uh, can't wait to go watch the flash and uh black lightning so we'll see y'all on the internet until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.